Welcome to the Deep Feels and Comedy Reels podcast. This is Dr. Sarah Pore and me, Kaylin Bree. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are we doing? It's been a hot minute. I know. Fine. <laughs> we're a little late, but we're still here. It's okay. It's okay. You, you went to Florida. Yes. Summer vibes. All the yes. summer vibes. Now, and when can you, you, when, sorry, I was just going to say when you get to summer, it's like all of your schedule revolves around summer. <laughs> yeah. I had this conversation with a colleague yesterday. We were saying how we feel like it would make so much more sense if Americans just gave up the idea that summer was going to operate like every other time of year and we should just close everything down for a month because <laughs> it's so frustrating to try to get stuff done when everybody's on vacation and everybody's in summer mode. So it's like you pretend life is going to operate the same way the rest of the year does, but everybody knows that it's not. So why are we even keeping up the farce? Seriously. Like also those people deserve that vacation. Like, yeah, they powered through the winter to get there. So just understand that and close July, just close July. (laughs) Just just, no, nothing happens in July in the world and people just get to do what they want. And then that's it. I would rather have July than Christmas, to be honest, those time at that time then. Like I want Christmas, but I mean like those like two, three weeks that, that it's off and people understand. I'd rather have that in the summer, I think. Yes, I I have a brilliant plan, Kaylin. <laughs> to tell the Six world. <laughs> yes. Okay, we have we have Christmas in December and we have Christmas in July. So Damn. hashtag close July and hashtag Christmas in July. It works. It's already there. It does. It's already there. Just call exactly. the authorities and let them know that we're going to change the laws of the world. <laughs> the laws of the world I'm not sure who you call I mean there's got to be a guy right there's a guy that like runs July is that Bill Gates <laughs> definitely not I, I won't so. go there I won't I go there okay moving on all right okay we actually have some fun things to talk about today we do should I because we're professionals I? we are professionals yeah well, hit me okay so You and I had a chat yesterday, which tends to happen before we podcast and (laughs) we were talking about how to be supportive without being judgmental. And honestly, I don't, I don't really think that exists. I think people are judgmental by nature, (laughs) literally in their brain or in their mouths. Yeah. (laughs) You know, there's certain things that you, you become an adult and you, you, maybe you think so everybody, okay. We'd be lying if we didn't admit that everybody thinks something right off the bat when they hear something, but that doesn't mean that, that you're going to say everything you think. And it doesn't mean that you can't still be a loving human, even though you have an opinion about stuff, right? Yeah. Right. Absolutely right. If I said everything in my brain, I don't think I'd be alive right now. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Because someone would kill you. (laughs) Probably several people. Come on now. Um, I mean, we're, we're good to an extent, but you can't help truly the gut 
the, you know, the gut reaction or the knee-jerk reaction to something due to your own experience or your own ego or whatever gets in the way, right? Like it's, it's one of those things where if you were to tell me something, I'm going to apply my life experience and what I think I know in order to maybe help you. So the difference in our friendship, I think what you're trying to say too is, and it's, it's not an easy thing. I don't, I don't think for women or actually anybody is like when someone tells you something that they're going through to not jump in with a bias or more of an advice or to overstep bounds or to just say, I accept what you just said, either condolences or whatever's happening or agreements, whatever it may be. And just, I hear you. Like, I understand. I, I, I totally get it. I, I, you know, whatever the, the situation may be, I don't judge you in that moment. And I think that's part of the reason that good friendship exists because you've had those friends in the past that are like, well, why would you do it like that? Why did you say that? And why did you act that way? That was wrong. And I don't agree with that. And I think with us, we may be thinking it in our head. We may be thinking we could do it a different way, but the, the advice or the listening ear comes forward first because that's respect to me. Yeah. I'm not going to speak for you. I don't know what you feel. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, you know, we each have a unique way of expressing our thoughts and I appreciate I appreciate your take on it. I don't, I don't disagree. I think we just have different ways of, of explaining how we think about it. And, and I, I agree with you and I, and I just to add to that, I think, um, you know, there's, there's a part of us that, that struggles, just naturally struggles to, to listen sometimes. I think when we get to the point where we're, we're good at listening, it takes a lot of practice to get there for anybody. Um, totally. And, you know, just bringing in a piece of, of my doctorate education, that was a huge part of, of my education was, was teaching us how to, how to listen and how to ask the right questions. And, and, you know, it, it sort of forces you to, to pay attention to psychology, even if that's not your chosen field in the sense that, you know, certain things we know, but we don't necessarily always put into practice. Like we know that people like to talk about themselves. We know ourselves better than we know anyone else. So when you ask someone questions, when you step, take a step back and listen to what they have to say, and ask them questions instead of just, you know, piping in with whatever your thoughts and feelings are. It's just not really productive. Like the, I think the one thing in my relationship with my spouse that I'm, that I'm saying regularly is I appreciate your advice, but I'm not always asking for your advice. I was just going to say that. I I, I was literally just going to say that that's one thing in our friendship that you and I have come to is that when you want advice, you literally ask me, you, sometimes you'll just text me, this is what's going on in my life. And then you'll just say, look, I'm asking right now what you would do, what you would think. And I think that's an important factor to, to, to know is when to physically literally ask it, like, 
you and know, it also I- takes time to get yeah. to the point where you, you communicate, um, in a flow with someone because we didn't start out that way. We've sort of learned each other's personalities over years of being friends, just like you do with a spouse and you make the same mistakes and you have to like check each other and say, I think that what it boils down to, I think is that in a committed relationship, whether it's a friendship or a a marriage or whatever, you're (laughs) committed to making it better. Mm -hmm. And regardless of whether you disagree with each other or regardless of mistakes, you're always trying to do better. And you're also committed to letting each other know when you, when you F up, (laughs) because, you know, if you don't tell someone that they've pissed you off, then how are they going to know? They, they might not, they might know, you know, some of us are more intuitive than others, but that doesn't always happen. So and we, that's happened to us before where, where one of us has gotten PO'd about something and we don't want to say it right away because we're like, oh, it's mean, yeah. but that's honesty. I just love that we are in a committed relationship and you just put it like that. I never, oh. you know, it's so true though. Like, oh, like you never really think about it like that. A friendship really is like, you only think about committed relationship as like your husband, but like, you know, that's so true. Like, yeah we're both getting benefits out of it. We're both getting, you know, like this sort of sense of I'm helping someone else. I, I love checking, like checking in on things and just, you know, hearing about your life, but it also really is. I bet you people don't really feel like that about friendship. I bet you they don't, you know, they don't like consider that part. Yeah. It it makes a difference. You know, when I was in, again, when I was in chiropractic school, I learned so many things about relationships and everything else. But there was a chiropractor um, who I was, I was just complaining to him about some of my emotions at the time. I was going through some weird relationship stuff with classmates that was a struggle for me. And I was hurt by certain friends. And I was just kind of venting that to him. And he said, you know, when you think about it, it, I think he was partly responsible for my uh, Mm. mindset change when it comes to friendships, because he pointed out the fact that, you know, there are few relationships that are not uh, marriages or professional where we have some type of contract that states our commitment friendships don't work that way. We don't have contracts that say, I'm never going to say or do this to you or whatever. You don't have vows. So how do you lay the groundwork to let that person know what your expectations are? And, and he, he likened it to this concept of meeting people where they are, wherever they are. And sometimes you can dive really deep with certain people And sometimes you can't do that and that might be your nature and it may not be your nature. And so if you're trying consistently to do, to have a certain type of relationship with someone that can't go there with you, you're always going to be disappointed unless Mm -hmm. you take that responsibility on yourself and realize that you have to manage your expectations. Totally. Everybody walks into a friendship like that, like, oh, you know, this person's cool, whatever, but they don't think long term they don't think you know about the commitments that's super interesting and I wonder if you thought about that going into friendships that if it would change 
how you react to things, you know, based on, based on that alone, which is really, really interesting because, you know, you think about your marriage and, and all of the things that you get to, to the point of marriage, it's like, you're learning all those things. What if at the beginning of that relationship, you had this sort of, Hey, I will not hurt you in this way. And I will not judge you in that way. How different would that be? Because you're like, Oh, well, you just broke the vow. Like that you broke the, the original commitment vow where, you know, we talked about this in the beginning. And, um, it's kind of interesting that marriage is like backwards like that. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I, I don't well, think a lot of people through. talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we make a lot of mistakes and we figure it out as we go. And, <laughs> and I mean, it, it makes it more interesting. <laughs> it does. It's all my mistakes are interesting. I'd say every <laughs> single one are very, very, very interesting. Um, <laughs> Care to okay. care to share any of your, <laughs> your mistakes that you've uh, made? You want to lay yourself bare right now? Wow, just out Kaylin there. Bree. You know, I think the biggest mistake um, with communicate as far as communication and marriages and committed relationships is listening to respond versus listening to understand. I earned that. I learned that early on with sales. Um, I've been in sales and marketing for 12 some years and early, early on, it's like you're, you're prepped to go in and be like, this is what this is all about. This is why you need this. And I have to convince you that you are like not almost not even listening to the problems that they're experiencing first. And so across of all, all of my relationships with you know, my significant others and then leading to my husband now, I think what I have learned and am still a work in progress on is really truly hearing what they're saying, absorbing it, taking a beat, saying to myself like, okay, this is not me. These are not my feelings. I am not experiencing this, but I'm also going to accept that they feel that way. Help only when asked for help and then try not to save them. Like I'm a Taurus, I'm an Italian, I'm a woman my mission in life is like, how can I help? How can I save you? How can I fix this? What logical way can we get to a point where everybody's happy? All I want is happiness. And because I'm so far ahead in my mindset, all I'm thinking of is, oh, I already know the answer to this. Why are you, why are you freaking out about this? I already know how to fix this. When all in all, sometimes it's just that they need to purge it and they just need to get it out of them, not, not uh, you know, have a fix. And that I think is my biggest mistake of probably many fights that I've had or, you know, whatever it may be is to really just shut up (laughs) and sit and wait because a lot of it will come out from them. And then it will be a point of, okay, now I'm, I'm ready for you to step in. Like I have a big problem with just trying not to help. I I don't know what that is, but I know it about myself super hard to stop though. Even today, like as I'm, you know, going about my like relationships, it's like, okay, well I can fix it. I can help. I can help. I can help. Like my inner, like, you know, whatever it is, caregiver just comes out. And I think a lot of women have this, but I don't know. I have to just learn to just silence is powerful, like super powerful. And since I got excessive socialization on every single one of my report cards, I don't think silence is my superpower. <laughs> <laughs> excessive socialization. Oh yeah, girl. <laughs> yep. 
Like we don't, we didn't even know that was a thing. Right. I like that description. Excessive, excessive. (laughs) That's great. That's why I became a marketer, I think, but yeah. So (laughs) that's classic. Well, thank you for sharing that lesson with us. I'm proud of you. And I appreciate that for, for, for how it benefits our relationship. Yeah, I hope so. I'm trying. I mean, if you don't learn from the mistakes, why did they even exist in the first place? Come on. <laughs> right. Come on, right. And I think another thing too is, you know, the, the other side of that is when you get to know someone, you get to know their personality, their idiosyncrasies. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think the best example that I can use to convey the thought that I'm thinking right now is <clears throat> when I was in my dating life, uh, I would always be excited in a new relationship to share uh how I was feeling, whatever happiness that I was having and feeling with that new person with my family. But this was all happening when we were 300 plus miles away. Um, and what I discovered over the years, cause I, I was pretty close to my family growing up when I was in their house. And then when I left their house, I truly went it alone for the first time in my life. And I became a more independent version of myself. And what I discovered is that I could not maintain the same relationship and the same closeness that I had with my parents when I lived under their roof as an adult, because they were so super sensitive to every emotion that I felt that I had to pare down and only share things that I knew they could handle. And that I and, and it wasn't just for them, but it was for me too to, to save myself the heartbreak of disappointing my family if my decision didn't align with what their expectations or their hopes or whatever. I had to make my own decisions and I had to give myself the chance to choose on my own, which is why I think I have this pet peeve when I see people on social media ask their audience, what should I do? How should I cut my hair? What color should I color my hair? Because I'm like, you can't make that decision by yourself. God help us. You know, like that's immediately where my mind goes because I had to train myself not to lean on someone else to make decisions. And I got to the point where I was like, I don't want that intervention. I want my pure reaction and response and decision-making capabilities without thinking about anybody else's stuff Mm -hmm. at the same time. And I think when we can get to the point where we're that, where we're able to choose based on ourselves and nobody else, that's, super empowering. And that's one of the things that I love to try to share with my practice members. That's a hard one. Yeah. Especially if you're on social media, that's only one of the many problems of social media. (laughs) (laughs) If we're, if we're being real here, we love you, you, (laughs) but you're screwing us up. You're screwing us up a little bit. 
a little bit just a um, little <laughs> just a little bit um let's, but it is how you see. how you react to it so i suppose yeah. i agree i think it's important a lot of not a lot of people uh have faith in their own decision making and don't doubt what they're doing and have to seek that through others and i just feel like there's a point where you're just like who who are you like who are you really like who are you are you trying to do this for them are you trying to do this for you or your significant others like who are you really doing this for this whole thing so I, I've been through I think all those phases yeah I'm sure many of us that are basically our age have so done that <laughs> question do you know yourself wow which day like which day of the week because like some days I feel like oh like I am I'm I am Kaylin I am rocking and rolling rocking and rolling and then some days I'm like oh my gosh who am I who have I become who am I not who am I supposed to be it's like (laughs) insane um but I think one of the big important factors more importantly is that all of the things that we talk about those daily habits that self-affirming vibes the things that we work on help us to reduce the doubt they help us to reduce those fears um even if some days you completely fail and you end up in the bed the entire day that is okay as long as you get back up and start those daily habits again i don't know where i would be without my daily habits like i'd probably be the most depressed person on the planet if i didn't have the daily grind of okay, you can do this. You're good. You're who you are. There's no competition, you know? So the best thing that you can do for yourself is those small, small, small baby, baby things that make a big difference. I just saw this awesome calendar that it was before you start your work day, it was one minute things, um, like one minute things you can do that little, literally it's like a 10 minute thing. So inside of your calendar, it's one minute of, sitting and breathing. It's one minute of, uh, you know, doing nothing, but saying I have this day. It's one minute of stretching. It's one minute of, you know, whatever it is. It's like the fact that they're so small is bite-sized enough for people to handle, which I loved. And I think I'm going to sort of add it to my routine to try. Um, because I know when you get up and get going, it's, it's hard to, to work those things in. Yeah. I, I appreciate all of the, the options and the shares out there, because if there's one thing that, that I feel deeply, it's that we're all so uniquely different that not everyone is going to be inspired by the same thing. Like you telling me all this right now, I'm thinking that to me sounds like overwhelming. That's just Too too much for me. Like I need to choose one or two things that I'm going to focus on, you know? So, so I think it's relevant to just point out that the thing that makes it click for you is not going to be the thing that makes it click for somebody else. And that's why we don't all do the same things. You know, there is power and consistency. And it's like, I think of it in terms of the, the, the overreaching or the underlying kind of thing, which to me is like consistency more so than the individual things that you're doing, but like the thing that keeps you grounded into, uh, you know, the only word that's coming to mind right now is routine, which it doesn't have to be, but that, that thing that just, I think that's the, the overarching message that you were conveying is, is that 
that routine that gets you yeah. through the, the tough moments. It can also pull you out of it if you're in a funk too. It's like you can be having a great day and those things are really easy to do. They're very, very easy. And then there's a time when you're in the middle of a brain funk and you're going over something in your head 35,000 times and you just need one of those bits and pieces of your routine to say, oh yeah, I forgot I need to breathe right now. You know, mm -hmm. whatever it is, it's like sometimes they can be lifesavers, you know, mm -hmm. just even remembering you know, to do it. Yes. What you just said, so many, not to not to worry about doing all the things, but yeah. to remember that you have several different tools yeah. and in the moment using your intuition to choose the thing that you believe is going to help you the most right then and there. And usually that's, that's the one that works the best. It is. I agree. I think all it's right. awesome to even have the toolbox. Yes. <laughs> Just get the tools in the toolbox. That's the first step. <laughs> that takes time to create that. It does. Years. I would say a good decade for me. I don't know. It's different for everybody, but I don't know. It's just such a life experience thing. Like you, when you're ready, you're ready. You know, if you had enough pain, you'll, you'll be ready. If you've had enough strife mm -hmm. and stress and grief, it's going to push you that point. Anyway, if you've had happiness, it's going to take you there and be like, Oh, I want that. It's all of mm -hmm. the things. Right. And it changes depending it changes. on what season of your life yeah. you're in. I used to do like 10 different things years ago as my routine. And now I'm like, well, I don't really need to do that anymore as I've grown stronger in that area. So I'm, I'm changing it up and I think that's cool too. Yes, I agree. Yay. Well, we only have two minutes left. What are we saying? What is our, we're going to share, yeah, let's our... share, let's share <laughs> us. And also maybe like a, like end on a positive note. Uh, Something good. You just, you just put me on the spot, Kaylin. Oh, are, well, what, you're full of good. You're like shining it out of your face. <laughs> Listen, here's, here's Dr. Sarah's tip. Shine okay. light out of your face today. <laughs> AKA smile. Yeah. Even if you don't want to smile, smile. It will release happy hormones and you can trick your body into believing that it is a-okay. Trick yourself. I like that too. <laughs> Hashtag trick Hashtag, yourself. Trick yourself. <laughs> Hashtag Christmas in July. <laughs> Hashtag cancel July. <laughs> Wait, is that counterproductive? Cancel no, July and fine. Christmas in July? Yeah, it's they fine. go together. They it's do. <laughs> All right, where can we find you? <clears throat> you can find me at www.soulblessedhealing.com. My Instagram handle is soul blessed healing and soul blessed DC. That stands for doctor of chiropractic, everybody. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> you can find me all across the social vibes at CBC inked. I am currently under a rebrand right now. So don't go to my website, rather go to Redbubble and find me under people, CBC Inc. And um, there's some fun stuff on there. You can get all my artwork on various different accessories and clothing. So we've had a few of those roll in this month and I'm very appreciative. And I will be back soon on the interwebs. So Yay. go shine light out of your face today, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. See you Bye. next time. Bye.
Thank you.